It's quarter number two on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Hello and welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It is quarter number two. I'm Jim Galante along with Dustin Hawkinsmith and this is segment two of talking about Penn State football in the 70s. Before we hit that, Dustin, just a reminder again, we're partnering with Collegiate Athletic Travel for a trip to Auburn in September. Uh, Dustin and I are going to be along on the trip. Charter flight out of Harrisburg transportation to and from the game a great tailgate party at the game i know when you go on the road it's always how are you going to spend that pregame time and it's historic jordan Hare stadium at auburn so something to look forward to i know i am how about you dusty um anytime you can get on the road and see how another part of the country does well you know what they do how they handle game day you know, you have a really good image in mind. And I'll tell you what, having been to a bunch of different places, you know, Penn State's atmosphere stacks up very favorably uh, across the country. But it's good to get out there and see how other people do it. And I think people will enjoy, you know, the scene down there. Especially, yeah, down south, Southeast Conference. That'll be a lot of fun. You want more information? Go to athletictravel.com. They've got the details there. Or you could call 800 788 4414. We hope to see a lot of you guys out there. All right, Dustin, let's get back to that decade of the 70s in Penn State football. One of the, the first uh, great season of the 70s was that 90, uh, 1973 season where they actually went undefeated, still only finished fifth in the rankings, but it was also their lone Heisman year with John Capaletti. If you're old enough, to remember that timing, it was a huge, huge story with his Heisman speech. And I'm curious to your reaction. You told me off the air, you went back, you listened to the speech for the very first time. What were your impressions? Well, I just thought from the moment that he began until he finished up, he it, it wasn't lip service for anybody that he was choosing to recognize. Now, you know, speech goes down for uh, his comments about his, his brother. But, you know, what he said about his mom was not just, hey, hey, thank you, mom. It was exactly what made her a great mom. It was exactly what his what made his dad a great dad. It was exactly, you know, recapping what Joe Paterno said to him, you know, whenever they fir- he was first recruiting him and how it wasn't about. Uh, football. So he went in depth a little bit later then on on the impact Paterno had, you know was making on people from you know not just a, f- a football standpoint but from a life standpoint. Uh, went into in, into great detail about his dad, about his uh, his teammates. So it was just remarkably genuine from 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 the jump, and just not something you really come to expect. Uh, from a speech in that setting. And I think, you know, obviously the the ceremony has evolved over the years, but how long is a Heisman recipient speech now? A few minutes, basically, right? Like, I I don't really recall them going into such great lengths, Um, but I'm glad glad they did. I was captivated from, from from the start. Well, it's become a television event. I'm not even sure if that was televised live at the time. And 
for those who don't know some of the details of it, uh, John Capaletti's younger brother, Joey, um, suffered from leukemia. And when he talked about his younger brother, there was not a dry eye in the place. It, it was uh, something very special. It was such a big deal at the time that a television movie was made of, of this story called Something for Joey. And, you know, it just, I think it captivated the country. And Penn State at the time, their football program was still just blossoming. It wasn't considered that major power yet, despite, you know, this being their third undefeated season in about six years. They were still, you know, that Eastern football team. But I think it helped define the Penn State story and what Penn State was about, and what Joe Paterno was about, and what the program was about. And I think that was a very defining point in all of the Penn State football history. Yeah, well, and, you know, if you had to pick one guy, if you had to pick only one Heisman Trophy winner in in program history and how that Heisman winner would represent – his school. I mean, that would be John Capaletti, the way that he uh, handled himself and the way that he represented Penn State, though, as you said, the way that he told Penn State's story. And, um, you know, it just kind of goes to show uh, how, you know, these things other than wins and losses can help define the growth of, of a football program. And I think, you know, obviously Penn State was on its way at that point in time, but you think back to like, you know, the image that Saquon Barkley uh, created, like he didn't win a Heisman Trophy, but he made Penn State football feel fun again in, you know, 2016, 2017. And there's more to it than, than just winning games. And I think, uh, you know, this was this was a moment for Penn State football in, in the 70s that, uh, you know, really defined that, that era. And, you know, I think he was representative of way the way they played football. Solid, smart, you know, smash mouth. He ran for more yards than the quarterback threw for that season. You know, that uh, it, it was all about defense. He scored 37.2 points per game that year, riding a, a running back and riding a defense that, that, you know, as you look back on it, created turnovers in, in waves. You know, and I think uh, that that formula was representative through, uh, through John Capaletti. And um, I think to, to market Joe Paterno in the way that he really became known for as a coach who's, who cared beyond football, who cared about grades, who cared about life. I mean, to see John Capaletti, a Heisman Trophy winner, tear up talking about that part of his head coach um, was, a, was a great marketing pitch. <laughs> it certainly was. It wasn't th- – they weren't that way at that time where they thought ahead that, hey, this is the marketing pitch, but it really defined Penn State football. A couple other quick stats to just tell you how much of a running team they were. 270 yards rushing per game that season. Defense allowed over 20 points only twice all year. Pretty impressive. And there was one, there was a story also, I'll quickly I'll share with you, Dustin, that I heard. I don't know if it's true or just legend, but uh, supposedly during the regular season, there was a game where uh, John Capaletti's brother Joey asked him to score three touchdowns in the game. And then he said, no, 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 wait, make it four touchdowns. 
And, you know, John Capaletti, uh, well, <laughs> I'll do my best. You know, but four touchdowns is not exactly normal. Well, they played a game where they were blowing the other team out. He actually had three touchdowns at halftime. But they were blowing the team out. Paterno was sitting the first team, including Capaletti, who said nothing to Paterno about this. But apparently a teammate went to Paterno, told him the story. And if I could do a Paterno imitation at this point, I would do it. But it was, 22, get back in there. Which, was, of course, was Capaletti's number. And he went back out there and he scored his fourth touchdown. So... Just another one of those nice stories. Again, I don't know how true it is, but it's a great story, isn't it? Oh, yeah, and I, I hope it's true. I, ho- I, I, I want to believe that it's true. Uh, and hearing you tell it just reminded me of the, the Seinfeld episode where Kramer promises, whatever, two home runs from Paul O'Neill to the, to the sick kid. And Paul O'Neill's like, it's hard to hit home runs. And then he goes out, he goes out and does it. So John Capaletti, maybe that story was the inspiration for the Seinfeld episode. Um, A couple other notes uh, before we get to the rest of the decade specifics, which we'll do uh, soon enough, Dustin. But uh, last week when we talked about the 60s, I know I spent a bit of time talking about Beaver Stadium. And I'd like to just give it a couple minutes here again. It was all about the expansion. So in 1972... The stadium was expanded to a whopping 57,000. In 1976, expanded again to 60,000. But in 1978, when it was expanded to 76,000, I was at the school at this time. And it's an interesting story. At the time, there was a running track around the field. And they had built a new track facility. And so they wanted to expand the football field, but instead of building up like normally you would, they wanted to get the bleachers closer to the field, and they had removed the track, so there was space there. So what they did, they literally, with hydraulics, lifted the stadium, lifted it, and put seats in underneath, which is a very cool thing. And to this day, if you ever get a chance to see a picture of Beaver Stadium while it's empty, if you go up, I don't know if it's about 20 rows or so, you could see there's kind of a change in the look of the stadium. You could see it changes over. Well, that's the area that was added to the field. And I just think that was really fascinating Back then, I was intrigued by it as a college student, and here it is, whatever, you know, 40 years later, I still find that a fascinating piece of engineering work. That's a pretty cool thing, and in addition to the fact, you know, we talked last week about, you know, bringing the whole stadium across campus and, and relocating the whole thing in pieces, you know, they have... They have you know, lifted, maneuvered, moved, expanded, stretched. You know, they've done everything you possibly can with, with this stadium to, to up the capacity one little bit at a time. And kind of makes you think, like, as we're talking about expansion into, not expansion, but, you know, renovation into the future, has Beaver Stadium, the way that it's been manipulated, has it run its course, or are they going to find ways to to massage and maneuver this thing into a whole different game day experience? I'm fascinated to see where all this is going to go because uh, I don't know when the last expansion was, but it's been a little while. Well, uh, the real quick question I'll have for you, Dusty, is 
should there be a sentimental attachment to this stadium? And I'll hit to the question that they put out in the poll. Would you spend all that money to try to upgrade it or just build a new stadium? Boy, it's it's really conflicting because there's so much. I mean, literally, this stadium, you know, the pieces of it have been through so much. It's hard to just kind of think about casting it aside. But at the same time, modern times call for, you know, modern facilities. And I'm not sure you can really modernize this thing at full scale while preserving exactly what's there. Well, here, here's my thought, Dustin. Build the new stadium. Build the new stadium. Get the modern amenities. But what you do to just maintain pieces of Beaver Stadium, remove those some of the bleachers, bring them over for the student section. They don't sit anyway during the game. They're always standing. Let them bring the Beaver Stadium bleachers over for the student section. All right, Dusty, that's it for quarter number two. Stick around. We'll talk about the rest of the decade of the 1970s. Stay tuned. This is Jim Galante from the Keystone Sports Network, letting you know there's nothing like going on the road with your favorite team. I'm pleased to announce that KSN, along with Collegiate Athletic Travel, the leaders in athletic travel for 50 years, is offering a trip to Auburn this fall for the Nittany Lions versus the Tigers. Charter flight, accommodations at the team hotel, and transport to and from the game are included. Go to athletictravel.com or call 800-788-4414 for all the information. This is Jim from Keystone Sports. You know, a lot has changed about State College, but one thing that hasn't is W.C. Clark's Coffee Roasters on Calder Way. 30 different varieties of specialty coffee beans sourced from over 25 countries and roasted with love each morning in Happy Valley for over 45 years. We'll ship our fresh roasted coffee from our doorstep to yours. That's right. You can now order online at statecollegecoffee.com. So go to statecollegecoffee.com and use discount code KSN at checkout. 